Hi, welcome back to the Sci-Fi FX Podcast, number 107, is that six. right? 106, 106, 107, heck, we're going to do them both today, maybe. Just had this discussion. <laughs> <laughs> we're here at Comic Book Craze in Garland, Texas for free comic book day. You don't have to yell, it's picking you up just fine. And I'm outside, I feel like I need to yell. <laughs> and so, uh, we're here at free comic book day, which uh, getting a little bit of a late start because I was uh, tied up inside the store with a little bit of a zoo going on in there. It was just crazy. <laughs> so how's everybody doing? I know y'all been going on without me, and uh, I've missed it, but at the same time, life goes on. Yeah. The question yeah. is, have we missed you? The question is, have you missed me? <laughs> and the right answer is... <laughs> We've got the whole gang here today. So. It's been a long time since we've all been together. Yeah. Since since it's our 100. 100th episode, isn't it? Six episodes. Yeah. Five, and technically. You know, it's weird because we're actually all in the same location together. We're yeah. not over Skype. Yes, that doesn't happen very often. Yes, we can actually work off of one another. We're a little bit closer than we used to. We'll sound better on Skype. And there's Chris. <laughs> and there's Chris, Chris, the owner of Comic Book Craze. Chris, Chris. Chris. You what have you got? No, 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 no. <laughs> Ooh, that's a terrifying thought, big dog in an Amidala outfit. Yeah, it scares me greatly. I've got legs and I know how to use them. <laughs> so do I. They will be running away. <laughs> and I'll be in front of you. <laughs> he was in Back to the Future, up. not in episode one. <laughs> So originally the plan was to come out here and talk a little bit about Iron Man, but apparently half of us didn't go see it. That's because one-fourth of us said they couldn't find tickets. Yes. <laughs> one-fourth of us couldn't get tickets in time to actually be here. I completely <laughs> went on a whim, got lucky. They opened up a lot of shows late Thursday night and, and um, Friday afternoon. I went 7 o'clock Thursday night, and I literally I showed up 15 minutes before the movie started. said, I don't suppose you have tickets, and they go, yeah. It was it was strange because it was sold out all the way up till about five o'clock on Thursday, and then all of a sudden they opened up several more theaters of it. From what I understand, well, go figure. Yeah, which is cool because yeah. it allowed a lot, a lot of it, it lightened up the load at the theater I was at, so you didn't have that packed. Oh, mine was packed. Yeah, you didn't feel like a sardine. You didn't feel like a sardine. It Apparently was still there busy, was three but it wasn't open after mine. <laughs> <laughs> It was Thursday just after dinner, would you expect? Although, I got the impression got from that movie that it wasn't... And I don't, we don't want to put any spoilers because half of us didn't go see it, but I got the impression, it seemed to me, that it wasn't as a cohesive a story as you got out of the Avengers, but it was much more action all the way through it. If you just like watching shit get blown up all the way, all the time... I'm not editing that. <laughs> oh well <laughs> this is live <laughs> this is live <laughs> oops that's what happens when you walk away for a few weeks you forget your uh, you forget the point you forget the <laughs> you forget to not use the word you're not supposed to have on radio hey I can't say I, got news, I get news for you you forget every week it's okay <laughs> so do I go forth get back to the point so I just got the. I, it left me with the impression that the story wasn't near as well thought out. It wasn't as cohesive of a story. It was more about the, more about the explosions in between the bits of talk. Here's what I got out of it. See, I don't read a whole lot of Iron Man comics, and sadly, I actually read every source material comic for this movie. <laughs> and it's basically they took. And why do you do that? Because you know, as soon no, as you do it, you're going to no, destroy your movie. Random. I read these things years ago. Oh. So I, I went in and I knew exactly which stories they were pulling from. It's like, 
okay, it's a little bit of this, a little bit of this, and they just cobbled it together into a blender and shot it out as one liquid mass, and then badly edited it. <laughs> I didn't think it was bad. I didn't think it was far it from was bad. It was horrific when no. you know the story. I don't think it was bad. I think the the Mandarin himself, that, that storyline was really weak. You see, that part I don't I don't actually understand as to why they wanted to put the Mandarin in here knowing full well that they've already done the Ten Rings, the Mandarin's known for Ten Rings, and this oh, is... they do that. And I know they know that, but it's... No, they do that. Well, yeah, so but... No, it's ruined. There's no reason to go see it. But sort of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the Ten Rings were the group that was dealing with in the first movie. I yeah. mean, I, it's not that hard to figure out where they were going to go with that. <laughs> yeah, if you if you look at the if you look at anything that they've shown, even in previews, you know that this isn't going to be the Mandarin that you grew up with in comics. No, I mean, and that going in because Favreau wouldn't touch it. Yeah, well, Favreau's not a, not out or playing happy now. He's not the producer. He's not the. No, director. that's what I'm saying though. He set the tone of the first one. They wouldn't want to touch Mandarin for all of the stereotypes that, uh, that people would be, would be offensive now. Well, even so, you're gonna if you're gonna use the Mandarin, use the Mandarin. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. If, I mean, more. he should be firing bolts of magic, and yeah. yeah, I mean, he should have ten rings of power that he can use at any given point because that's how he fights Tony Stark. And I don't understand why they, 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 they. I don't want to ruin it, so I guess we can just leave it there. But the, let's just say that the Mandarin was was definitely the weakest part of the story, even for me. And I didn't know the backstory. I mean, even I walked out going, "Well, that was kind of stupid." <laughs> why was See, the, the cool part of the movie, the comic that they built that in? I grant you, it's really dated because, like, cell phones are brand new technology at that, at that point. But in the the way they pulled it. That is quite possibly the worst way they could have pulled that story. It was so embarrassing. Well, and they I had some some theories of what they were doing was I thought was a really cool concept. Yeah, the, the theory was great. The the, the concept yeah, of the idea, but the <laughs> the the think tank implementation was so weak. It's like that didn't come from a think tank. Yeah, if they just yeah. modernized what was on the pages, it would have worked. Yes, and they wouldn't have needed the banner. Yeah. Yeah. So no, but it was it was still good. I didn't. I don't. I, I think that a lot of people will still enjoy it because a lot of people aren't the the storyline. The the deep embedded storyline isn't where a big section of the crowd is coming from. They're coming there to, to see Stark blow some stuff up, and they're going to get Which their money's have. worth there. Oh yeah. yeah. It, there's a lot of eye candy. Well, there, there was a lot of eye candy. Just texted me and said that the North American ticket sales for Iron Man three for Friday was sixty eight point three million. Who's surprised by this? 8.3. No. Are they including Thursday's ticket sales, or did it they separate says it? It's Friday, so I'm assuming that's just Friday. Otherwise, I would think it'd be much higher. Yeah, I'm assuming so. Because I'm wondering how they're going to include that, because didn't, they didn't classify it as a Thursday release, and then all of a sudden they start having Thursday showings, but they didn't have them all day. I didn't know yeah. there was a Thursday show until I saw your Facebook. <laughs> Look at that. You learned something from Facebook. Right. It already has <laughs> paid off. <laughs> yes. And had I not posted as early as I did, you wouldn't have made it to the show. Exactly. Holy cow. And so, now I'm here to tell you that it could have been better. It, oh, no, it could have been better. There's no question it, it could have been better. But it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> no. I'm just saying, it's your fault. Why is it my fault? That I know this. <laughs> so the, I don't remember if we stated at the beginning of this podcast, but have we told the listeners why we're sitting out in the parking lot recording this thing? Um, I stated that we were at Comic Book Day Craze for Star free Day. comic book day. Free comic book day. Okay, I couldn't remember. I left the Star Wars to him, but he the didn't. Star Wars day. He didn't. <laughs> May the fourth be with you. 
and he's wearing a shirt that implements Star Wars all over the place. <laughs> We've only got one of us here that's actually wearing a Sci-Fi FX podcast T-shirt. Well, Matt's wearing a free comic book. Basically. Yeah, he's wearing, so. and I'm just supporting <laughs> comic books by putting on my Superman shirt because I like Superman. Maybe not the ones in comics now, but I like Superman. <laughs> like I said, you like Superman. Yeah. All right. So what's next? So I talked to, um, we got a couple authors here at Comic Book Craze, so I talked to a few of them. So I think we should just um, let me go in, grab one of them, bring them out, talk to them for a little while? Sure, why not? Pull the string, let them talk. All right. <laughs> All right, so I went in and uh, dragged Jam- James Daly out here. I'm never going to get your name right, but although I have to admit, I get your name right more than I get anybody else's, and you can ask them. He gets no, your name right more than he gets our name. He never gets our name right. Matter of fact, I correct people on your name to make sure it is at least <laughs> resembles correct sometimes, which I don't awesome. do for anyone else. So, um, but I just wanted to bring you out and talk to you. I know you had your your first book, which I'm sure everyone's read the review that I did. Of, you know, as, as I am, everyone reads my reviews. But oh, of course, um, your second book, I just finished reading it. It was awesome. I have to say, I loved the uh, the fight scenes that you informed me were going to come along. So, tell us yeah. a little bit about the story and everything, and what. Well, What's going on? The, uh, the first book starts out with the kid, Almec Manning. He's in a detention facility that actually takes up all of old London proper because it got bombed out during the Third World War. So the United Monarchy of Europe has kind of turned London proper into just a big prison. They just throw people in there. And, so it, and from there, Almec Manning's father was in the Navy, and he wanted to join the Navy himself, so he, the books follow Almec Manning as he struggles to escape from London proper and join the Solar Fleet. And the title of your first book is The Zoctal, right? Yes. That, am I pronouncing that right? Yes, you are. Okay. Because it's like a lot of vowels. And for a long time, it took me <laughs> a, a lot of consonants. After, after I read the book, a lot of people look at the name of it and they ask what the name of it is. But it's actually the name of the alien ship, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. Uh, so far... All the books in the series have the names of a major ship in the book. Okay, and book two is Star Wars. Yep. Which yeah. both are available now. Yes. And do you have audios of both of them, or just? The I first just have one? audio of the first one right now. Okay, and that's that's available on Audible.com. Yes. As well as Amazon and other places like that. Yep. How long do we have to wait for the second one? Um, I'm still working that out right now. <laughs> just curious. <laughs> yeah. It's right here. You can read it right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's cross marketing. Yeah. Use that speed reading <laughs> I'm asking for those that don't know that. I don't know. I'm just it. <laughs> it works. So, where did you get the idea to write this this story? Um. I mean, did you have the whole thing planned out, or you know, uh, you, has it just kind of grown from one book to two, from two to? I definitely did not have the whole thing planned out. I, I started, you know, the first draft I probably wrote when I was about 16, and it had completely different storyline, even almost all the characters had different names, too, so, it, but it's kind of in the same world, it's just the story has changed a bit since I first started writing it. That's how you know you're a professional. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the answers yeah. go, first draft, done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a long process to create some story. Is it, did I remember? Is there five books in the story? Is that what yes, it's going to be a five book series. Five book series. So we have more battles to look forward to. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so, do you have any plans for any additional series beyond that, in a completely different vein? Or 
Yes, I do. I've got um, I've got a couple ideas for spin-offs of the All McManning series that'll be in the same universe. I'm also working on a an urban fantasy series too. Okay. Cause yeah, I know. Usually, once an author gets a couple books out of his system, he starts having ideas for other stories that are just completely unrelated. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and you have to. And sometimes that's hard to balance. It's like. I need to do editing for book three, but I also want to write this new story. I need to continue this series. So, uh, any hints you want to give us on these other stories? He may not be allowed. He's always wanted this story. At this stage of the game, he might change or completely. There might be men in black waiting right around the corner to take him down. There's one. Oops. Um, the new books in the that are in the Almec Manning world. Um, those are still very much in development. I'm trying to decide if I'm going to keep it in the same world or just create a different sci-fi world for them. But the uh, Urban Fantasy series I'm having a lot of fun with. Right now it's called the uh, the Trucker's Guild series. Trucker's Guild. Yep. And it follows uh, a man as he starts out as a rodeo cowboy and he moves into the truck driving industry, and he uh, drives an 18-wheeler and hunts monsters. So they got, like, hidden cabals at the point, Jay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right, so right now everything's available on, on Amazon, correct? Yep, everything's available on Amazon. The first book, is, is only the first one still available on Audible? Or? Yes, it's just the first one that's an audiobook right now. Yeah, that's a good starter. That's good. <laughs> that was a good book. All right. Well, we really appreciate you coming out and talking with us. We'll uh, no see problem. you uh, on your third book, right? Okay. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Hi, we're back. And um, I've got E.C. Wolf here with us. She wrote uh, Yellow. Um, you want to tell us a little bit about Yellow and tell us what it's about and all that good stuff? Uh, Yellow is a sci-fi. It's uh, sort of a teaser to the rest of the novel. It uh, is about a young female science officer who, in the course of a interplanetary war they crash land on a hostile planet and she her moral compass kind of begins to spin out of control and I'm not going to tell you a whole lot more you have to see which direction she goes from there fair enough so what was the inspiration for the book um a little bit of personal challenge and uh, of course a passion for science fiction but um all of it is sort of metaphorical for some things that have happened throughout my own life and through the lives of people that I've known. So sci-fi as the human condition. Yeah. Sounds like sci-fi to me. <laughs> yeah. So when you say science officer, is this like on a spaceship or is it on a... They are on a, they are on a space vessel in route to colonize another planet when they are attacked by an enemy. And, and um, what time frame is this in? Do you, do you have a, a set time frame? There or is you a time kind of frame, <laughs> but if I tell you the time frame, it sort of gives away the oh, next part okay, of the story. Sorry. We don't want to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, is this, you said this is kind of the prelude to the actual yeah. novel that will be coming right. out. When, when is that being released? It is due out this fall. Okay. And is it... Um, single novel story, or are you planning to do a, a multi-book it's, it's going to be in a, a series. Okay, and how, do you do you know how many you plan on having in the series, or? There are five planned okay. right now, um, and then a spin-off from those five into another story altogether. 
I was like, you've been working ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's got plans. You got a big giant notebook at home with all this stuff? Um, I do, actually. Um, I have about six flash drives stashed away in my laptop case that are over full. <laughs> Sorry, they brought drinks out. We, stop. <laughs> we were distracted by caffeine. It's pretty. <laughs> so how long have you been working on this? Um, actually, the idea for Yellow was incubated for a long time. It took me about a month to write it. And then the rest of it unfolded over the course of the last 11 months. Wow. Is it spoilerific to ask what Yellow actually means in context with the story? Or? I'm going to assume it is. If you, if you read <laughs> the book... Dog. <laughs> <laughs> if you read the book, you can sort of begin to get an idea of what it's about. Gotcha. Why that specific title. <laughs> Had to ask. It's well, that was my next question. So, <laughs> <laughs> so when is, do you have a, a schedule of when the next one's planned to be released? September. Or in, in September? Okay, great. So, um, well, we appreciate you coming over and talking with us. Is there anything else that you think everybody should know about? Or Yeah, I'd like to uh, make people aware that 10% of the proceeds from this teaser edition go to an organization that works to prevent violence, sexual assault violence against women and children. Excellent. Um, okay, great. The name of the organization is One Billion Rising. Okay, yeah. So anything you purchase that in connection with the book until September, 10% of that goes to One Billion Rising. Okay, so that's yellow from, from E.C. Wolf. And where is it published at? Can, we, can they find it on Amazon? Can we get it? You can get it. On Amazon, you can get it on my own website, ecwolf.com. Um, you can even order it in connection with my Facebook page. There we go. Yeah, very great. nice. Yeah, great. And they can just find that at EC Wolf yep. on Facebook. Mm -hmm. Great, wonderful. And also, just to let you know, um, anyone who purchases the teaser will also get a, a five percent discount when the novel comes out. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Great. Sounds like you're off to a good start. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Look forward to it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very thanks much. For coming over and thanks for coming out to Free Comic Book Day. Yeah, I'm excited. You guys have a great afternoon. Have you seen Iron Man yet? Of course. You have seen the Iron Man 3? <laughs> I haven't seen part 3 yet. You haven't seen the 3 yet? No. Okay. Oh, well. <laughs> Neither have I. So Neither has either is half of these guys. We were just <laughs> talking about it today. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. You guys Bye. have a good afternoon. You too. You too. All right, so we brought um, Todd Bodie out with us, correct? Bodie, that's it. All right. And uh, he's written the book called The Exit. and um, Blue Moon Chronicle series. The Blue Moon Chronicle series. So tell us a little bit about it. The book is about, the storyline is about a demonic insurgency that is tired of waiting for Satan to overthrow God. So they, uh, they team up with an ancient Nephilim who's a businessman of uh, a leading technology corporation and together they're going to uh, leave for a parallel universe of their own. His name's Steve Jobs. <laughs> Sorry, I had to ask. Kuzak. <laughs> Colonel Kuzak. And Bill Gates. Yeah. So part of the part of the pitch is that uh, they're not gonna tell humans this, they're gonna tell the ninety nine percent that here's a way you can start your life all over again. So that's the gist of the story. 
And it gets more complicated after that. Of course it does. So is this the first in a series or is it standalone? Or? This is first in a series. How many so you have planned? I'm committed to uh, three. This first one was close to 90,000 words, and the second one stands there now, and it's, it's uh, in the editing process. So, second one is Two Suns Rising. I gotta get Two Suns Rising. So, this, this one's already hit the shelves then? It hit the shelves, yes. And Monday, uh, there's a national radio ad, radio ad campaign uh, that began. It's mainly going to be at, on the East Coast. So, pushing the book. So, when does the second one actually release? Uh, we're debating whether to release it first as a serial or come out and just release the whole novel. We were shooting, of course, for May of uh, 2013, so I'm hoping, realistically, uh, August, if not the full flash, then release some early uh, serials of it with more graphics. It's not too far off, then. It comes real quick, you know, when you're groveling and grinding this stuff out. So. Now you're dressed in a in a like a golfer. Tell us a little bit about that. I am wearing uh, blue knickers, and I have on over the cap uh, argyle socks, and I have two tone leather golf shoes and a matching argyle sweater, and a uh, a white collared shirt with a tie. Yeah, the tie is rather nice. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Matches the sweater nicely. So uh, I would be considered, in the past, it'd be considered a a vintage golfer. But as you know, in the sci-fi world, vintage means I'm a steampunk golfer. Most of the time, that's right. A couple gears on there. Yeah, you got to have a a gear or two, and then you're steampunk. Yeah, I've I've been given plenty of advice. Actually, I've been told to go get a kilt. And wear, and wear that. So. Keep the diggers. Make an Argyle kilt and you're good to go. There you go. <laughs> uh, so, and um, the reason for the, the outfit is because it's um, Broken Club Publishing, right? It's both Broken Club Publishing and uh, part of my marketing is I really do enjoy golf. And I've been playing golf, been an avid golfer for, for years. So... Um, Actually, fans and people that have met at science fiction conventions, they're the ones that convinced me to uh, dress as a vintage golfer. So uh, we decided to have fun. You know, you go to these events and everybody's really dressed up. Mm -hmm. So why go as yourself when you can be a steampunk golfer? (laughs) (laughs) And why? Why not? Goes with science fiction, right? And nobody else is doing it. so. So just going back to the book here, where'd you get the idea for the story? Um, I actually, that storyline goes back probably about 15 years, so I've started a number of files, like a lot of uh, would-be uh, authors, and we finally decided to make it come to uh, uh, fruition. I wanted to build a, uh, a science fiction uh, epic storyline that really was at the crossroads of uh, technology, uh, theology, spirituality, spirituality and really they've all come there in real life they're all talking very similar uh, language you know, off, off the pop sci-fi path with what the book is and you know in academics uh, there's a big argument going on now between uh, philosophers uh, physicists and uh, biologists about who should be leading the pack towards um, 
telling people what they ought to, ought to believe are the origins of human beings and what's our identity. And of course that plays off against what all the major religions are saying. So I thought it would be great to bring all of that together in, in one long series. Oh, it's a big playground. Yeah. It sure is. It sure is. So uh, in my second novel, I actually have a dream team of religious leaders who are brought on board to sell the idea that humans, it would be great if they would go to these hub transfer stations and leave for this parallel uh, universe so they can start all over. So you have Pentecostal preachers, you have uh, uh, radical Muslims, you have Hindus, you have the Dalai Lama, you have a bunch of different people that have put, been put together on this religious team to try to help sell uh, this idea. And they don't really understand what's going on in the background. But we, there's some other things we do. In the second book in particular, we go to North Korea, where they do some of their early experiments, so that uh, if something goes wrong, nobody will know uh, the difference. And when I was working on that a year ago, a lot of the recent stuff in North Korea hadn't come up in the news like it is uh, today. Uh, so there's a lot about human rights, I would even say, in the second one. But sci-fi traditionally has been kind of a protest genre sure. and yeah. a way to deconstruct a lot Get of things. Get your ideas so. and thoughts out there without truly insulting anyone. Or right. <laughs> but anyway, anyway. On it and say, no, yeah. that's not the story. It's just that's a sci-fi right. story. No, it's a fun <laughs> story. That's all yeah, it's about. Exactly. Just fun. Just fun. <laughs> Work for Roddenberry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, what else do you read? What what kind of sci-fi do you listen to, read, watch? Uh, I'm a real uh, pop guy for a break. I like to go to all the leading sci-fi uh, movies. I have been working my way through James Morrow, uh, towing uh, Jehovah, because I was real interested in his how he uses. Uh, religion in his sci-fi works, and I've tried, been trying to get started in some uh, Gene Wolfe, uh, there was an unknown author recently from Canada, Steve Kawasaki, I can't quite remember his name, but he, he wrote a, he has a series about a uh, science fiction by, by a large, I guess, alien craft that comes out of the ground in Arizona called The Unearthing. And that had a lot of religion in it. I didn't know when I started, but I found that to be really interesting. So that's the ones recently, but I read a lot of different stuff. Being that I'm also a pastor, I read a lot of things on uh, religion as well. So, and a lot of history. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to come out and talk with us. And, okay. Um, we look forward to your next book. Let us know when it comes out. We'd be glad to All right. come on and talk about that one too. And maybe I can bring one of my... Uh, characters with me. If you go to my website, toddbody.com, you can meet Rue, uh, who's kind of a sultry uh, Nephilim hybrid, who's one of the characters in the book. Speaking of your website, will you let everybody know where they can find your book? Is it available on Amazon, your website, all that contact info? Yes, next week we're starting a, uh, a national charitable giving campaign. Anyone who buys the book from my site, toddbody.com. T-O-D-D-B-O-D-D-Y dot com. Uh, we're giving 15% to your uh, charitable organization or church of your, your choice. We have a form very easy to fill out. 
and that will get you uh, an autographed copy. Uh, it'll be mailed out from Broken Club Publishing, directly from my publisher. Or you can also buy it from uh, our platform on Ganksy. But of course, if you'd like to buy it through Amazon or Barnes and Noble, all those options are there uh, as well. But ToddBody.com. The 15% donation is only through the website. Only through my proprietary site, yes. And the instructions are there for that. Okay, so, great. Appreciate it. We appreciate you coming. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so we we're running around the comic book store and ran into a Nick Fury from Shield here. Hello. So tell us what's going on. I mean, we've seen the Iron Man movie up on the screen. Told him, seen him telling the stories. I mean, does he have does he have real problems going on? He definitely has some real problems going on. You know, one he didn't uh, he didn't clear with me all these different Iron Man suits that he was going to have flying around and blowing up all over the place. Does you he know? have to file an FAA report for each one of those things? He really does, because we need to make sure that, you know, airspace is available. Especially if there's thousands of Iron Man suits. So, I mean, he had bubble suits, water suits. It was ridiculous. Does he still think he's the only superhero? He really does. You know, and that's why in Iron Man 3, you didn't see any of S.H.I.E.L.D. You didn't see the Avengers. I mean, come on, the Mandarin was like trying to kill the president, right? Uh, that's my job and to protect Cap, the president. And Cap's not going to show up to help with that. Exactly. <laughs> Come on, man. Iron Patriot, really? So is Hulk going to show up to help clear up the mess later? Or? Well, right now we have the Hulk on the yes, top secret mission. But we can't tell you exactly how when he shows up. The, the Hulk, uh, he, he's doing his own thing, but, you know, I don't know. The, the Bruce Banner and Tony, they have a weird relationship, and I saw them. Talking in a room, I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah. yeah, I think I saw him on TMZ the other day. Really? Yeah. Oh, Lord, what did he do now? I don't know. I think he was like a Thai restaurant or something. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, shawarma. Something about shawarma. Well, you know, that's uh, that's kind of top secret right there. I might have to talk to you guys after this interview here. <laughs> <laughs> so how's Thor doing these days? I haven't seen him. I heard that there was some angry elf in another dimension or something, and he, like, flew off. That's Thor. Yeah, that is Thor. Basically, the council that we do have talking with the Asgardians, they let us know that Loki is still locked up, so that's a good thing. You know, after New York, we don't want to see that dude here on this planet. No. (laughs) Exactly. You know, the agents of S.W.O.R.D. are taking care of that. You know, that's what they do. You guys know what S.W.O.R.D. is, right? Spider-Woman. Exactly. Don't look at her too much, though. I got my eye on her. <laughs> so, did you get any of the other alien technology working like one of the big dragons? Did you ever fix one of those? I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, you don't? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I was just wondering about I, that. I, I, I don't know. Big dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. talking about New York? Yeah. We'll have to talk with you at the interview. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> big Dog will not be joining us on our yeah. podcast. Oh, How are you doing? <laughs> we disavow any knowledge of all Big Dog. It's <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't what even is, know who I am. What is the symbol on your shirt? It's pretty cool. Yeah, um, he's a... Uh, Does that for Stark? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is the other parallel. That's who Stark thinks he is. I've, I've, uh, I've come here from another alternate dimension. Oh, my God. How did you slip through? Uh, well, you see, there was a hole in the church's chicken down the road. Okay. And uh, the grease fire just brought me through. <laughs> Let me talk to Colson about that one. <laughs> I thought he was dead. Yeah, we'll talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) 
I'm sure you guys have heard that, you know, television station will be playing some stuff about S.H.I.E.L.D. I thought that was propaganda. Uh, some propaganda is real and some is just propaganda. Some is just misinformation. So you, you, know. you put the truth out there for the specific purpose of disavowing. Exactly. I like it. You know, we've got to put our spin on it. But, you know, someone that you know may or may not be in there. So is, is that part of that Freedom of Information Act thing? Exactly. Show? Okay. You know, <laughs> there may be some mutants in it. You know, I mean, you know, some people <laughs> with powers or whatever they want to call themselves. Out. <laughs> I got to ask Logan. He knows more about that stuff than I do. Well, here's a good question for you. Mm-hmm. Is information. Is it true that one of your relatives was in a galaxy far, far away? <laughs> you know, ever since, you know, the mouse. You know, I have heard about some other universes with some dudes with some freaky powers, and you know they got these swords that like can burn you or some crazy. I don't know. Giant glow sticks. Exactly. <laughs> I I can't really get into that too much, but it may be true. It may be true. It may Mouse be true. Dark side. <laughs> I'm convinced of it. Darth Mouse. I don't know. I mean. Look, you know, when you find out there's a big ball head alien on the other side of the moon watching everything, things just seem believable all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> so you've joined up with this other corporation to make sure that you can watch them closely. Exactly. You know, we have to have our finger on the pulse of just all the universes, you know, multiverses and what ifs and all this kind of stuff, you know. So I mean, I heard there was a white version of me running around. Different places. I heard that. Legend has it, he looks like David Hasselhoff. You, you know? And that's the dude from Baywatch, right? I yeah. have heard that. <laughs> I have heard that. Germans love that dude. Apparently so does George Decay. Exactly. <laughs> you know, Seth, in their universe, S.H.I.E.L.D. wears, like, blue and white. You know, there's, that's like, LMD robots running around and flying cars. It's crazy talk. <laughs> Luckily, we got Shield to straighten all that out. Exactly. So, give us some top secret information. What's Shield up to? What are we going to do next? Well, I mean, we only got three listeners, so it's not really a good r- r- risk. <laughs> it's okay, you know. We're we're watching their houses right now. But um, you know, some top secret stuff. I need some top secret stuff. Spider Man's amazing. Yeah. He's spectacular. I've heard that before. He does a lot of you know good things. He's friendly. He patrols neighborhoods. Too. It's a good thing. Uh, Power Man. I can tell you this about Power Man. The dude loves chitlins. <laughs> not going to lie to you. Um, not something you hear every day. <laughs> don't step on his boots. He will punch you, and it hurts. Are his boots made for walking? His boots are made for kicking. <laughs> I saw Power Man... Kick a dude so hard. Actually, I can't even go into it. It was, it was bad. We're still cleaning up that mess. You know, you see somebody get kicked from street level all the way to the top of the Empire State Building. It makes no sense. It's mind-boggling. Wolverine's still laughing. Do <laughs> you still hang around Iron Fist? Iron Fist, yes. Iron Fist is awesome. That dude, I mean, he says some off-the-wall stuff that makes no sense to me. He drinks tea. But, you know, you got to respect anybody that can do push-ups on their thumbs. And where's that big flare collar? You know, we try to talk him out of that. I know. it's The, it, the 70s are over. You know, we were trying to see if he could actually, like, get that thing where he could, like, fly. But 
He just he just does his own thing. So what's up with Aquaman? I hear you have a fondness for him. For the rest of us, you know. You know, you've got to respect the dude that's in another universe. And I've kept tabs on Aquaman. Because think about it. The planet is mostly water. Yeah. He rules three fishes of it. Exactly. He rules all that. Yeah. Now the question is, what he's not a, would he and Namor go ahead? Think, see, but he's not a prick like Namor. Namor is a prick. I mean, that dude comes into my office smelling like seaweed, (laughs) trying to talk smack. And then, after this whole thing with him getting the Phoenix Force and declaring war on Wakanda and messing with my boy Chikala, I mean, come on, man. See, Aquaman hasn't been the same since he lost his hand. Hey, Aquaman's hand is back. Come on, man. You haven't seen the new 52? I try not to. Oh, my lord. (laughs) You gotta respect it, man. Come on. Arthur, that's his name, Arthur. The dude is cool. I mean, he gives people tips from treasures. I mean, he was at, uh, what's that name of that place? Uh, Red Lobster. You know? <laughs> and people trip off of Aquaman eating fish. Thing is, he don't actually talk to the fish. He just, like, pushes their mind and makes them do stuff they want to do. Lay down on the plate and be still. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? He eats his crabs, you know, one hand at a time like we do. Except for the thing. He likes to just put the whole thing in his mouth. It's crazy. But Aquaman, is, I mean, he is one class act. That dude is a class act right there. I would love to have him working for S.H.I.E.L.D. I would love a S.H.I.E.L.D. Aquabase with him running it. Well, all you got to do is get rid of Namor. You know we're working with him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we really are. You know, Namor... You can't trust the dude that's, you know, been a villain, a good guy. Villain, good guy. It's like in and out. Like, what side you going to be on? And he was bipolar. And then he has some kind of delusional water malfunction in his brain. And uh, he's a mutant. No, he's a half-breed. We don't know what name he is, honestly. I mean, the dude just swims around the ocean just making up stuff. You know? Now, I do give him props because he actually did find Cat Force when he was, on, you know, frozen. He accidentally found Cat. He threw a fit because some Eskimos or something was worshiping Cat. When he was in the block of ice. But, you know, I don't know. So that's why he gets a pass sometimes. Well, why don't you just give him an LMD model of a Sea Storm and see if it may be good? See, the thing is, Namor knows the difference. I mean, with those big spock ears that he got, he can, he can hear. And, you know, he's just, the dude has a thing for anybody's woman that's blonde. White Queen. Sue Storm, some other blonde women. I'm sure he likes them too. Pamela Anderson. Yeah. Uh, he stays away from them. Well, yeah. I mean, he saw what Tommy Lee did, and he didn't want. Uh, yeah, I agree. Alternate Nick goes after her. Exactly. That's true. She could be used as a flotation device. That's hmm. scary. <laughs> some things you just don't want in your oceans. <laughs> <laughs> well, we try to keep the oceans clean. Exactly. <laughs> you know. That'd just be a whole war right there. We've had civil wars and sieges and all kinds of stuff. We don't want to start the, the last you know, time, plastic surgery, you know, debacle. I, I think the last time that the Marvel Universe had a uh, civil war, things ended up badly. You know, when heroes stop fighting heroes and just get along, they'd be all right. The heroes are fighting each other. What was the villains doing? Plotting. Mm-hmm. Getting all this stuff together. Pointing and laughing. Exactly. <laughs> you know, betting. 
you know, Las Vegas had a field day. All right. I lost a lot of money. My money was on cash. So we got Thanos. What's Man, up? That dude is scary. That's a scary dude right there. There's five other rings or five other gems out there. How do you know about the gems? <laughs> Cross universes. I know the hop and the Hasselhoff Nick. Yeah, we're gonna have to have talk about this. <laughs> Might, uh, might disappear for a minute. Well, uh, you have to forgive him. He actually goes by the uh, secret name The Hobbit. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I got a question about The Hobbit. Okay. Actually, not about The Hobbit, about the Lord of the Rings trilogy, as they called it. Why didn't they just fly them eagles to the mountain at the first place? Sauron would have seen them. He saw them all the time. He didn't do nothing. I mean, he wasn't he shooting laser beams out there. That's crazy. I mean, all that crying. Yeah. You know, and I actually measured the amount of tears that were shed in that movie. Mm-hmm. It was a logical. That it, there was another purpose for that. <laughs> I swear. I just fast forward through all the crying. Get to the fights. You know, the trees, boring. Yeah. Made no sense. <laughs> oh, we're the tree people. Yeah. But see, if they used the eagles, you wouldn't have seen the fights. You know what it really was? They were all scrolls. Yeah. All of them. Quite possible. Scrolls. Me yeah. You know who I miss? Rom the Space Knight. There you go. No, that was a cool dude right there. Whatever happened to him? Tossy. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you'd spend a lot of time chasing down Squirrel Girl, wouldn't you? Squirrel Girl's crazy, but she's cool. She's got a thing for Daredevil. Of course she does. Yeah, he can't see her though. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much true of most things. <laughs> wow. We've learned so much since you've been gone. Yes. Do I want to know? <laughs> Scrolls populate Middle Earth. Nice. <laughs> Squirrel Girl has the hots for Daredevil, but she can't. Or he can't see her. Uh huh. <laughs> Aren't you glad you walked away? <laughs> I learned while I was inside that uh, Nick Fury has a uh, a second ID. His name is Colton. He's actually an artist. What? <laughs> it is leaked out. Who has told uh, you these lies? I hear I have artwork hanging in my store from him and, and everything. Could, could oh be, wow! Could be. You know, everybody has an alias. Uh huh. So your alias is out with us. Tell us a little See, bit about See, that's the it. kind of cover story nobody would believe. Right? Exactly. Nick Fury is actually a guy living in Garland, Texas that paints superhero pictures. <laughs> yeah, I don't buy it either. <laughs> you know, it's so I, I cliche. I think I believe the, the Hasselhoff story more. I think Captain America is an artist. Peter S. Buten, a.k.a. Colossus from the X-Men, is an artist. <laughs> Exorbing Man. He's not an artist. I just want to say his name. <laughs> so how can we trust him anyway? Because he's wearing Thanos on his shirt. Exactly. Yeah. What do you want? Thanos, Batman. Uh oh. Hey, hey, it's Batman and the Riddler. Yeah. <laughs> now Batman would be perfect for Shield. Okay, I'm oh, gonna yeah. explain. Some, I'm gonna ask you something, Shield. What's that? How can you know them and not know this signature right here? This S Shield. Because S means Stark. 
Are you talking about the Kryptonian symbol yeah. of hope? Oh, for Superman. I don't know if yeah. there's a Kry- Kryptonian symbol of hope. I know, I know the, the crest of the House of L. Yeah. Oh, we know a lot about them. Hello there. We got some shield applications on the inside. We like to get them young. Hello. <laughs> I should not be here. (laughs) (laughs) Something that the mainstream people of the public do not know is that Galactus actually did destroy Krypton. I heard that story. Yeah, it was pretty messed up. We saw the footage. And from the sounds of it, Galactus actually turned him into one of his heralds for a while. He was. Silver Surfer was pretty pissed off because Superman was all gold. He looked better. He did. (laughs) You know, Fantastic Four, he took care of it. It was all good. Yeah, I hear Franklin, Franklin Richards is a huge Superman fan. Yeah, he is. He has a lot of his toys. Actually, Ben Grimm is too, because you know we have the Superman cartoons that play in our universe. Yeah, it's pretty cool. But I know, yeah, I, I think I'd like a helicarrier myself. <laughs> you know, the helicarrier is awesome because it's just you know, thank God we made that deal with Cybertron, gave us that technology. There you go. Yeah. Transformed. Yeah. Do stuff. You know, but they're all doing other stuff. That's what they do. Is it true that Spider-Man took on Megatron once? Spider-Man did take on Megatron. It was ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It ended exactly how you think. (laughs) I imagine it would. You know, but we do have some very witty commentary from that fight. You know, I tell you, that Spider-Man, he's a funny dude. I'm sure you put together a good blooper reel. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) You know, he got hit so hard, though. He said some stuff that wasn't quite Spider-Man issue. You know, well, it was the black suit. Ah, that's when he was still in the red and blue. He was angry. I mean, you get hit by a big giant robot, you go say some stuff to the jerk. Jump in anytime. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't touch that with a ten-foot pole or two five-foot chucks. <laughs> Oh. Wow. Hey, man, now, back to you. <laughs> you had some issues with Iron Man 3, I heard. Just the the way it was edited together. Edited? They didn't edit it. That was straight. <laughs> what that was the first cut. That was straight <laughs> through. One take. The whole much. film. That explains much. <laughs> A lot of it looked like security footage. <laughs> It was. <laughs> She'll make that one on a budget. Well, you know, since we got the mouse, we got a bigger button. It's all good. That's why you got more armors. <laughs> so true that you're going to make Epcot Center do a new Death Star? How are you hearing these things? <laughs> we're, we're guessing. We're just that good. <laughs> we got inside sources. We got leaks. Sorry, we're going to take care of the leaks. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to finish. We'll not take care of the leaks. <laughs> <laughs> you must have you confused with a stormtrooper. That was one shot. What <laughs> one eye, he only half agrees with what you're doing. <laughs> exactly, you know. Parents trick or rip my eye out. Jedi mind tricks don't work on me no more. <laughs> So 
So what else you fellas got? Well, I don't know that I have any more questions at this moment. I wouldn't know where to go from here. Do you want, do you want to tell us a little about your artwork? Your, your undercover well, identity? My <laughs> alias. You know, since I am a superhero, i got to have a, another ID. But uh, Carlton Johnson, you know, artist, painter, do commission work. I can draw pretty much anything, but I like to paint. And I guess my style will be angry abstract. Make something else. Just make that a trademark. There you go. Uh, <laughs> it's going to be a different view, my Learned a few things from Tony. <laughs> Angry abstract. Don't tell him. <laughs> exactly. Because he'll take credit for it. Yep. I'll never let you look at that. Oh, I'll get, a, I'll get a film on my desk. He builds me all the time for all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> he makes up all kinds of different things. Do you have a website or a Facebook page people can go to if they want to get in touch with you for your artwork? Not as of yet. I have my regular Facebook page, but I am putting together something. Shield.gov. Shield.gov. <laughs> Shield.gov. <laughs> Just think all of this without alcohol. <laughs> Don't tell him that. We don't want him to know the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Let him think we were drinking. <laughs> Gotta have alcohol. <laughs> I didn't say it wouldn't happen. I just said it hadn't happened yet. Well, I think Tony took all of it. <laughs> I hear he only drinks the good stuff. Yeah, he gets some stuff sent in from different dimensions. It's very unusual. Uh, Romulan Ale. Romulan Ale. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Titan Corona. <laughs> you have to put the whole arm in. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. Inhuman tequila. You ever had that? No, but the I worm bites you back. Yeah, I made you make your hair grow, too. <laughs> I drank that stuff I couldn't speak for three days. Oh, my goodness. Did you have telepathy? No, but if I uh, whispered, something wrecked. I don't know what the... Yeah, you had the good stuff. Yeah. You had some of that Black Bolt drink right there. Yeah. <laughs> the drink that hit you back. <laughs> wow. So how's free comic book day going so far? It looks like it's been pretty it's good been in there. Good. Yeah. yeah, they're staying busy. Keep seeing people walk out with bags and boxes big, full of stuff. Yeah, that's what it's big, all about. Strong number of people walking in and out with stuff, so that's good. Oh yeah, mm -hmm. seen a few superheroes walking around. Here's <laughs> being Graham over there right now. <laughs> yeah. That dude still owe me a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> There he is. Yeah. I heard the like Master's he... daughter had a thing for him. See that? No, nah, I didn't even know that. Looks like he may have joined, <laughs> looks like he may have joined the hair club for men. He's got a little... <laughs> we're, working on, we're working on some new toupees for the consumers. <laughs> oh, I didn't even say hello. Well, not, not once. No. It's okay. He was pretty grumpy. <laughs> it's like Led Zeppelin. He's there to be a rock and not to roll. <laughs> <laughs> he 
He's confused. He don't know if they're Fantastic Four, Future Foundation. He don't know. Doctor Doom was living with him for a minute. That really made him upset. I got to pay the mortgage on my area. <laughs> How do you forget to pay yourself? I don't know. <laughs> you know, they've got shows about that, too. Robert Irvine goes and helps people's restaurants. Maybe he can help people's countries, too. Man, he can help ours. Oh, I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a spy. That's all I do. You do it well. So where can we next see the Black Widow? Avengers 2. <laughs> <laughs> Avengers 2. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So it'll be nice. Yeah. Got We're some, all looking forward to that one. Got some guardians up in the galaxy doing some stuff. <laughs> then we're going to have to clean it up as usual. Yeah. Avengers <laughs> Assembly. It's going to be sweet. <laughs> Well, hey, you started this. Don't look at me. <laughs> I ain't bailing you out. <laughs> you knew what you stepped in when you asked. I know. <laughs> but hey, I was scroll. I stepped yeah. in the scroll. Yeah. It's kind of scrollery. Yeah. <laughs> That's not coming off. <laughs> Here it grows on you. <laughs> like a fungus. Looks just like you in the morning, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's something that nobody wants. <laughs> well, Director Fury, I think it was great having you here. It was great being here. Yeah. Thanks for talking with us. Oh, yeah, no problem. I don't need it. Thank you for your service. Yes. I Thanks try. for keeping America safe. Oh, yeah. It's all about America. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the podcast. Please visit our home on the web at scififx.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at scififx. And we're on Facebook at facebook.com slash scififx. Like us on Facebook. It's an easy way to be kept up to date with all the latest sci-fi news, and you'll be entered to win a free prize. You can also stream our podcast using Stitcher Smart Radio on any mobile device with an internet connection running on iOS, Android, WebOS, or on BlackBerry smartphones. Follow the Fellowship of the Geeks on Twitter at Fellowship Geeks. Check out Geekdom Nation on the web at geekdomnation.com and follow Geekdom Nation on Twitter at Geekdom Nation. <laughs>